Welcome back to another episode of the Educating the Reckless podcast with your host, Apollo PN. No better, Nina. And this is another Welcome episode. to level six of Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's not funny, but it's funny. I saw it on Twitter I like, today. I like that. We hit a, we hit a, we're going to be talking about a whole lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get into the bullshit, uh, let's just, you know, recap on what we've both been doing. Yeah. During this time. So what you've been doing, what you've been up to, Nina? Um, so I tried a new food spot this week. Uh, everyone like knows about Dav's hotspot, mm-hmm. which is like, you get like, it's like good soul food kind of, well, not kind of it is, yeah. but yeah, everyone knows about that spot. It's in Mississauga. So there's this new spot that's a little bit closer to me, uh, like Jane and Lawrence mm-hmm. called full of love. It's not new actually, but I've heard about it and people are saying it's better. I think I seen that. that at, I think I seen that at, we'll keep yeah. So people say it's better than Dev. So I'm like, oh, okay, let me try it. So I go and try it. I call it six to place my order. Okay. And they tell us it's going to take about an hour. So we're like, okay, cool. We'll wait an hour and then head over. So I wait an hour and then we drive over and we get there and they're like, oh, it's still not ready. Uh, There's no wings. It's going to be another half an hour for the wings. So we wait half an hour, still not ready. And then it ended up taking two and a half hours for us to get our food. Um, And it was like, I don't know, man, the place is like super ghetto and it's just like, like, yeah, the service was super shit. And honestly, the food wasn't that great either. Like, honestly, Dav's is way better and it's way faster. Although it is a lot further from me, it's, yeah. I would definitely go there instead. I've literally only ever waited 15 minutes for Dav's every time I've gone. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. 15 minutes kind of, that's kind of up there. But, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's kind of Compared to this spot, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've only been to Dav's like twice, yeah. I think, in my life. Yeah. And, uh. It was, it went, I was, I went during, I guess the, the early parts of it, mm-hmm. we we're kind of getting a lot of hate for having um expensive food and soft, uh, uh, cheese. What's it? Called? Mac and cheese. And yeah. 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 People were complaining a lot during that time, but and people were like, it's overpriced and this, that, and the third. And, but it was good. It was. It is. Yeah. yeah. It is a little. Ex- well, not a little, it is a lot expensive. Like compared to what I got at this restaurant full of love, mm-hmm. like I got, we got three meals and it costed as much as my boyfriend's one meal at Dabs did. Cause he added lobster at Dabs. So uh, yeah, that was kind of like a good thing, but I don't know. It wasn't as good, but yeah. And then I finally got to watch the movie parasite, um, which everyone's been like raving about since it came out. I'm, I'm not sure if it's Japanese or Korean. I'm not sure which one it is, but it's made like, it's one of those kind of films and it's like, honestly, honestly man it was like so funny in the first like hour hour and a half and like that's just what i needed after like such a heavy week i'm like this is hilarious and then it just yeah it just took a turn keep talking keep talking i'm just, I'm just promoting the show i was like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it was so funny and then it just like got super dark and deep but it's like an amazing movie honestly i'm probably gonna watch it again like it was really good it won an oscar it won like a few oscars mm-hmm. yeah, i was actually really, really uh good. I was in Banff uh, during the Oscar uh, ceremony and mm-hmm. I was in the girls cabin that we were working with. And then they were watching the, they're having an Oscars party. Yeah. I came in there, they were having a whole bunch of like stuff and we just saw a parasite win a bunch of times. Yeah. There was like, really good. Yeah. Must, I still never watched it even after watching it win, but. Whatever. Honestly, you should. You should. It's all, it's all in Korean, no? Yeah, I thought at first it was kind of bothering me and I didn't really pay attention for the first 10 minutes, but then I yeah. started paying attention and I was like, oh, fuck, this is actually really good. It's a good movie mm-hmm. uh, from what I'm heard. Yeah, uh, what'd you do but, this week? 
This week, I think I, I did a lot. Well, I didn't do a lot. What did I do this week? Fuck, I forgot. Well, that's not. Oh, I like I like it too. You. <laughs> yeah, I'm going back to my old ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this week, one thing I can say, you know how um, I might have said it mentioned on the podcast, and I mentioned it to you. Uh, this other guy, he you know having some marital problems with his wife, and he ended up moving, not moving in, but staying with us until you mm-hmm. know he gets through his divorce and, and this, that, and the third. And for a long time now, he was using my washroom. Still, I don't know if he still is, right? Yeah. And I came on this podcast a few months ago, and I was just frustrated the fact that this man was disrespecting the place. You know, he didn't really have to do nothing. His feet was kicked up. didn't have to do nothing. Everything was taken care of for him. You know, it's not even like we're treating him. It's just that he doesn't have to worry, worry about anything. Mm-hmm. And I came here with frustration saying there's pee on the floor, and I told him that there was pee, he peeing on the floor and stuff like that. And, and as the times... funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. As the times go on... Uh, he continued to disrespect the facilities that I, I, you know, brush my teeth and I, I defecate in and I take a shower in. Yes, we understand and, what the bathroom is. Yeah. So yesterday I, I cleaned it up. I cleaned up spick and span and I walked downstairs to him because he's been he had his feet kicked up. He don't do goddamn nothing in the house. Mm-hmm. Goddamn, I don't know why my mom got him like that. He don't go do a goddamn thing. He he's a bum, essentially. But I told him I told him I went down to him. I was like, hey, starting today, man. It's you and I. We both cleaning up this washroom now. And then I was like, "There's, there's no, con- there's no conversation after this. Don't, there's no arguing with me." He was like, "Why don't you just show me?" Uh, what you talk- I was like, "You're a grown ass man. I showed you once. I, I don't got to show you nothing. There's no conversation after that." And then since he, I've been, I've been holding in this disrespect for so long. I just, I just, I yelled at him. I, I, I was like, I was yelled. I was, I was aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, I was telling him, if you're not going to clean it, get the fuck out. And I was like, I never seen you do a goddamn thing in the house. So ain't no, ain't no conversation. Ain't no me, you me talking about, no, you're not going to do it. And he was like, yo, I'll tell your mom. I was like, nah, nah, okay. this, is, uh, this is you and me. You got, either you going to use, either you going to clean the washroom or get the fuck out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I told him, hey man, from now on, it's you and I using it. So if he went to the point where he's not using the washroom no more to take care of his needs anymore, he'd rather just not even clean anything rather than, and, and rather not clean anything. So he's a fucking bum to me. So, hey man, I'm just saying, so okay. on, I, I exploded. Let it out. I exploded. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was hoping he would tell my mom. So I was like, what my mom going to do to me? She can't do shit. What's she going to try to make an argument with that? I'm telling her to do the cleanup. Yeah. Guy, you, you, you don't know what it feels like to walk into a washroom that you take care of. And then the man's, you know, disrespecting the shit. Yeah. It's disgusting. You know what I mean? And I let that shit go on for way too long. So I like, I let, let that man know. Mm-hmm. I've never been on good terms with him after he pissed on the floor. You know what I mean? So <laughs> no, I'm on God. Like I walk into the house and he say, I don't, I don't, I don't act like he exists. Yeah. And I have to shut him down too. Like he was trying to open up the screen while I was cooking food, talking about, yo, the, the, the smoking, it's not even smoke. It's just cooking food. Like mm-hmm. has aromas and he's talking about polluting his lungs and shit. I'm like, yo, either you go sit down inside the house. Cause you can't open up the wine because the air conditioning on, or you go sit down by the porch. Yeah, I started regulating. Is at this point, it's like you, you whole bum. You don't got no say over here. You don't got to do. He doesn't do a goddamn thing. And what what pissed me off the day? I think it was yesterday when I did this shit. What pissed me off even more? I seen this man walk cleaning his car. I'm like, this nigga cleaning his fucking car, and it's I never seen him take up a broom or nothing or nothing inside his house. Talking about he's cleaning his goddamn car. Yeah, yeah, that's that shit pissed me off even more. So that's that's just me. I'm a cool guy until I'm not. 
Understandably but, so. I feel uh, your struggles. I understand. Thank you. Thank you. So now that we get off our own discretions and, and things like that, we're going to get into some serious news. A lot of fuckery has been going on since uh, last time we were recording. So for people that are listening, Honestly, yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead. For the people that are listening, we're recording this on Monday. So if anything happens on Tuesday night, don't hold us accountable. Or maybe you can't, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say that, like, honestly, the last week scrolling through social media has been super depressing. Like, yeah. it almost feels like the same feeling I was getting after Kobe and Gianna died, scrolling mm-hmm. through Instagram and stuff, is literally the same feeling I'm getting now. Like, it's like every single day, it's the same thing. And it's like super duper depressing. It is. It is. Yeah. It, it honestly is. Like, right now, from the conversation that we had uh, on that Tuesday that when we recorded our podcast and me saying that they're, they're going to arrest him. Uh, or arrest them. I thought they, you know, they're going to arrest all four, but they got the mm-hmm. main guy. And from me saying that I don't know what's going to happen, they were already protest- protesting from that Tuesday, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for for what it turned out to be into like you know this massive riot, it was crazy. But we're going to get to that very shortly. But we still got our home t- homegrown things that we got to take care of because mm-hmm. th- we have a little bit of update on Houdini because he passed away last week. Yes, uh, unfortunately to gun violence. Reported. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it was the day was crazy yeah it was crazy so yeah like apollo said we're recording this on a monday um so you guys will hear it on the wednesday so that means we won't be getting into anything that happens on tuesday unfortunately um but we'll cover it in the next episode so yeah you want to talk about this footage of the gunfight that was released yes yes so this gun if you obviously if you're from like you know the gta area or canada maybe if you follow any of the gta blogs uh, you get you saw a lot of you saw this video of the gunfight of Houdini and the culprit in two different angles possibly. So I saw I saw two angles, mm-hmm. and from what they're the news reporters were saying that they're waiting forty minutes outside his Airbnb, and they target it was a targeting shooting. Yes, mm-hmm. and but in this video you see Houdini running for his life essentially and having his uh, I guess his handler with him firing back at the people that are firing at them. So it was a gunfight. Uh, and it just, it was, I seen him run that way and he run that way. And then I think, I think I see another video that, um, I don't know if a lot of people seen it, but him on the ground life with the cops trying to resuscitate him and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's, I mean, if you, if, if you don't got the stomach for it, it's not something that you want to watch. They blacked out a lot of the stuff. So you saw a lot of honest, innocent, innocent people in, in harmed way, essentially mm-hmm. too. A lot of innocent people minding their business, trying to enjoy uh, a nice day out in Toronto, uh, faced with near death uh, from a gunfight between you know criminals and wanting to kill a uh, rapper. Yeah, I um I didn't watch the video just because I don't know I I can never really watch these kind of videos and stuff. I did see a clip of him lying down um before the cops resuscitated him. I saw the clip of him lying down and another guy, the other guy crawling. Um, but that's all I saw. I didn't really watch anything else related yeah. to it they, they also released a photo of the the minor that was with him yeah and it's on a, a canadian warrant canadian Canada wide warrant, warrant. Yeah. yeah that's how you say it yeah so he's 17 years old and i'm thinking i'm talking to my brother at the time i'm like 17 bro what's a 17 year old doing with this man this 21 year old man like this this kid should be in like focusing on graduating and shit like that but 
That's a, that's unfortunate. Yeah, definitely super unfortunate. And it's like you're on a whole Canada-wide warrant. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. It's super crazy. Um, and then follow after that that same day, or it was it the Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I actually noticed the rapper's sister. He he goes by the name Twy, and his sister. Uh, R- I'm saying isn't that Ridges? Ridges? Yeah. Wait, we forgot to. Sorry, there's one more thing we skipped over. Sorry, my bad. Um, the Toronto Sun put up an article. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. So there was an article with a headline, um, "Who Made Houdini Disappear?" or something along the lines of that. Um, and a lot of people were very upset over this, mm-hmm. which is understandable. But my thing is, and my sister and I spoke about this as well, is like we weren't surprised because the Toronto Sun has been known to be like an alt right kind of newspaper. Like you learn about what newspapers follow, what kind of ethics and morals when it comes to politics and stuff when you're in school or when you're studying communications or whatever it is or journalism and stuff. So I really wasn't surprised. I don't know why people were like, I mean, I get it. It's disrespectful, but I don't know why people were that upset over it. Like what more do you really expect from them being mm-hmm. an all right newspaper? I don't, I didn't understand that. Oh yeah. Uh, after Houdini passed, like you got to see a lot of, uh, a lot of people's ignorance, not even like publication, just but but the general public ignorance behind everything. Because uh, funny enough is when uh, he passed, I got to see more videos just peeking on the reason, not the reason why he passed, but what he was involved in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, you know, disrespecting of other uh, fractions and gangs. Yeah. And a lot of people are very ignorant to that, which I, yes, I, I understand. Like if you're not into it, you why would you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But people from when you start to see like, you know, the YouTube videos and people speaking on, you know, different disrespectful hand signs he's putting inside the music videos or 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 choruses that are disrespecting another person that mm-hmm. is dead and stuff like that. And you get to see like that really, really ruffles some feathers. So when so he, his his passing wasn't jealousy and envy. It was that. Yeah, it was literally what you're saying right now. Yeah. It was disrespect. Mm -hmm. And it was claiming neighborhoods you weren't from and, yeah, speaking on dead people and and things like that. It was disrespect. It was clear disrespect. Yeah, not that that means he should have died, but that is, like, yeah, most people who who are aware of that know that that's the reason. It wasn't a jealousy thing. That was Mm -hmm. literally the reason. Come on, man. Like, you know, jealousy is is like someone trying to, like, knock on wood, trying to take out, like, you know, the good people over at For Your Entertainment just because they're they're popping. Yeah, exactly. That's jealousy. You know what I mean? hmm But I digress. But that, this Toronto Sun, you know, I looked at it. Me being, me being a, a person of dark, of... Black? Connecting. No, no. Come on, man. I looked at it. I looked at the headline. I was first. I was like... That's a witty headline. That's a, oh, I get it. I thought headline. you were trying to say person of color. Yeah. Like I was going to say, why uh-huh. don't you just say black? I get what you're saying. I do. Get I was like, yeah, that's a good headline. Disrespectful, but this I get good. what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I but yeah, I looked at it and it was like, man, that's, uh, that's unf- not even say unfortunate, but like, it's crazy how full, full circle things go. Right. It's like mm-hmm. the man who had disrespected, you know, dead people is being disrespected. disrespected. By, like, by, that's like, true. It's great irony. It's like poetic justice. Is that what you call it? Sure. I don't know what you call it, but yeah, that that's yeah. true. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, RIP that man. He, he yes. had a he had a potential going big, and then after that, we had a, a woman, I, Regis, right? Yeah, that's her name. Yeah, 
her her brother is Twy. I had interviewed him a few uh, while ago, and I, had, I thought it was. I thought that was her cousin. He kept saying, "This is my cousin." That's cousin. I thought that was the brother. Um, nonetheless, that's his related. Yeah, yeah. Uh, new when I saw the video pop up out of just on on my timeline saying that uh, look at the Toronto cops has done you know pushed my uh my family off the allegedly balcony. yeah allegedly allegedly mm-hmm. yes yeah, allegedly uh, I was I just I didn't understand where this was coming from it was just there's just way too much barbarity we're talking about Houdini had passed and then you know George Floyd has passed and then it's like what's going on and then in 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 the GTA, Toronto specifically, you're talking about, you know, another another situation where police allegedly pushed this young woman off the balcony due mm-hmm. to being called over some mental illness uh, by her family because just wanted to handle something. Yeah, they would say they were saying they wanted the mom was saying that they she was trying to get her to go to CAMH since the day before. Yeah. So they were trying to get the police to take her to CAMH since the day before and then that day, I guess, as well. I really don't know what to say. That's what I was going to say. I, I, this is, I don't know what to say. Like, it's, I mean, it's very, yeah, it's, it's a, like, it's a lot. And it's like a lot of, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, to be honest with you. Honestly, <laughs> it's not, Sorry, I, I honestly, shouldn't be laughing. I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm just laughing because we're both like speechless. <laughs> I really don't know what to say. Like I looked at it, it's like a lot of the a lot of the stuff that's been happening. I really don't know what to say. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's only there's because think about it. When we first started this podcast, we started we started talking about race. We 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 have you know what I mean? and I even before the podcast, me and Ada O on the show, we were talking about race for like a good straight three four years. Mm-hmm. Just solid, just conversations always led to race. Us doing race, we talked about like rape culture and all of that. We talking about this. It's like we've spoken about this so much. It's like we run out of words. Yeah, it's at this point. It's like we've we've spoken about it so much, and yeah. just police and stuff like that, and just gangs and stuff like that. It's like we we do this. Yeah. Someone had someone had. I might be detouring a little bit, but someone had hit me up uh, during this week, and they were like, "I'm surprised you're not saying anything," and I told her. I spoke on this on the podcast, mm-hmm. even inside the DMs. It's like, when are you going to talk about what we have going on in the community? I spoke on it in the podcast. We we do this. Yeah, right? exactly. And it's, I'm not going to, and I'm not going to like, you know, try to be angry if, you know, some people may, may listen to like the first 15 minutes of the podcast and be like, all right, I'm checking out. I, I, all right. That's cool. I, I can't be mad at you for that. You, you should check it out. We couldn't hold your attention. But, but then don't come and ask us. Yeah. Why we didn't talk about something if you didn't actually listen the whole time. That's like the comment. Yeah. The comment on our thing about Aisha Curry as well. Um, The guy was going off. He said something and I read it and I'm like, bro, we fully talked about that, but whatever we talk about, like, don't just watch the clips and think that you got everything from there. Yeah. Like you need to listen to the actual episode and hear what we have to say. So when someone told me, it was like, when you usually vocal about everything, I was like, I, I told her, I have a platform. Mm-hmm. We talk on, we talk about everything that's going on. Like, and, what do you mean I'm not vocal? Yeah. And, and the I reason got another platform that I post things on. Exactly. And the reason I didn't post any of the clips from our conversation about George last week was specifically because it had just happened and we didn't get 
into it, like into the nitty gritty, like we will this week. Like we didn't get to actually speak and educate the people in terms of what our views and opinions are on it and what, what's really going down over there. So I didn't think like, I are honestly, our post for George would have been like lacking substance altogether. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I didn't even want to post on my stories. Like I, 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 all we did, all we did was say George, George Floyd was murdered by the police, blah, 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 whatever told the story. That's it. We're like, we're disappointed. Cool. That's it. Cause that's all we yeah. had to go off of. We didn't know it was going to turn into this huge thing. And at the time when we, when at the time that happened, I mean, yeah, let's just, let's just, we could skip straight, straight to that conversation because mm-hmm. I mean, just give a, a quick overview of what happened in Toronto. There was a march during the weekend for Regis as well. Just the whole police brutality and they well, as well as the George Floyd, mm-hmm. uh, they merged into one uh, homegrown things. And then the mayor of Toronto had, you know, tweeted in light of that situation. And, uh, and stuff like that, but yeah. let, let's get let's get into the, the social issues because okay. this is yeah this is what's really important going on right now. Yeah, so obviously, yeah, we know what happened with George. We've yeah. seen the aftermath. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, but before we go any further, in terms of what happened to George Floyd, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not know the whole story, so I I watched the video. I watched the videos of the reporter reporting on that video that went viral of this man being having having a cop kneel on his or put a knee yeah. to the back of his nape of his neck and, and, and essentially suffocate him. Right. But I did not know why this man was arrested. Right. I did not know why he was arrested. I just looked at the video and I was like, whatever he did, he didn't deserve that type of treatment because it, it, it wasn't warranted. Mm-hmm. And right? it's white. Let's just remind the people that there is white people out here who literally shot up a church and killed nine people, exactly. and shoot up schools and kill twenty three people, and get arrested normally and just get put to jail, and they're alive. Exactly. This is this is true. This is true. So don't say anything. Sorry. So don't say anything like, "Oh, he's using a fake twenty dollar bill" or blah blah blah. Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. So apparently, so apparently, it wasn't fake. Yeah, that's what I found out too today. I found that out today or yesterday. I heard. It wasn't so, even fake. So, okay. So I was talking to my friend about this. He, he lives in LA. Uh, that's my man, Terrell T. Uh, him and I were just having a conversation about this and, and some other things. And I was like, yo, so this man's life was taken. Or was the, 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 the rolling ball or the snowball effect of this man's life being eventually taken was because of this cashier's incompetence? That's what I'm saying. Imagine, I want to know, I want to speak to this store owner and see, like, and understand what the fuck they were really thinking. Like, how do you, you literally caused a man to die over something that wasn't even true. And, and for the cops to come there and put this man in handcuffs for what? And beat him up inside the car. Did you see that as well? I didn't see that. I heard that as well. I saw a video of them. They beat him up in the car. They were punching him and beating him up in the car first and then took him outside and then killed him. Yeah. So you're telling me incompetence is what took this man out? Incompetence in in, in two folds. Because mm-hmm. the people in the business didn't know what they were doing. And the cops that arrested him didn't know the fuck they doing as well. Mm-hmm. How do you not know that you, how do you know what a man says he can't read? They, it's not that they didn't know. It's that they didn't care. And they didn't, they didn't think like they thought it was like he deserved to die simply because of the fact that he was black. Like that's literally it. They saw him as a threat 
And like, I, lo- I saw a lot of descriptions of him as being a gentle giant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they saw him, this big, tall black guy, like whose skin color is black. They're afraid of him. And so they thought, eh, might as well, I'm, I'm going to exert my power on this guy and prove that I, I am bigger and, and more powerful than him. And then it ends up killing him. And, that, and so that Tuesday that we, we did the podcast, they, they started protesting, right? Mm-hmm. And that protest turned into uh, rioting and, and looting. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it popped up not only in Minneapolis, in Atlanta, Dallas, L.A., Chicago, New York, etc. London, Japan, Germany, Denmark, yeah. here, Montreal. Oh, those French knows how to party. Those French people know how to party. If they, if they <laughs> you guys, you guys need brush on your history. French Revolution, they know they, they don't, they, they don't come to play. <laughs> the French riot, the French protest every third of the month. I don't know. <laughs> the French love this shit. <sighs> but, but yeah, you, you see like social media everywhere, mm-hmm. just showing people in unison protesting for the injustice of not even of George Floyd, because a lot of people I'm talking, I mean, mainly my, my guy, my guys in the United States, like Terrell, he was saying, George, we've been, we, we've been riding. Like, mm-hmm. if you, go, you know about LA, they, they had the watch ride in like the sixties and then they had the Rodney King riding in like 92. Yeah. And they, they, they burned that motherfucker down. Like LA don't play. So they, they have their own element. But in, in general, like the collective experience as black people in America, and I'll, I'm not even just say America, but th- there's a collective, around the world. Yeah, there's a collective experience, a black experience that black people have around the world, right? But more specifically, when we're talking about this situation uh, in America, it's just it's 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 fucked up. It's next so level, yeah. They they're telling me that George George Floyd is not is not the not the pinnacle of what they're doing. It, it's just the last straw that a lot of them feel that they have last straw. And I also feel like the timing of it, because literally the entire world is on pause right now because of the COVID, the COVID-19 nobody's working. Nobody has school. So everyone actually has time to come together in unity and show their support for yeah. these injustices that have been going on for years. At other times people were working, they couldn't necessarily get off work. Like, and, and certain people have to work to make a living. Exactly. So like now that these people all have the time, every celebrities are even in on it. Like the biggest celebrities you could think of are in there too. So yeah. I think that's important. And then with these protests happening, um, it essentially did lead to the arrest of the officer of only Derek, only the yeah. one. Um, and people, oh, I don't want to pause, yeah, but no, I, go ahead. And people are talking about they got the wrong guy. They're talking about they didn't arrest the right guy. This is someone else. They're trying to pin it on someone else. Oh, I saw that because of his hairline. I, I saw like, that. Bro, this is what we do with conspiracies. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I, I understand. I think it's, I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think it's a matter of making sure they actually get the right person, to be honest with you. I think it's just because in America, they cover that shit up like, like crazy. So it's like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. But they keep in mind, they didn't arrest him because they thought that what he did was wrong because on that first or second night of protests, instead of the police being in the city of Minneapolis and, and trying to help tone down the, the looting and stuff, they were all on the front line of that Der- of Derek's house. Um, 
because so I they arrested him to keep him safe from everybody on the outside who literally want to fucking kill him. Which I think I mean shit, feed him to the dogs. I don't care. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, yeah, well, and they're also talking about his wife is giving divorce. Like we really give a fuck. Like I don't really I, care. Also, I don't know how credible this is, but I also heard that his wife is actually the Asian officer's sister. I don't know how credible that is. Somebody told me that. I don't know if it's true or not, but someone told me that. And they don't have kids together, but he has kids or she has kids from another marriage. That's what I heard. The block thickens. Yeah. I don't know how true that is though. So don't quote me on that, but I heard that from somebody. Block thickens. But I think from when I made my predictions of how this thing was going to go, I made it off the fact that we've already seen the America's already seen a situation exactly like this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as a whole, the justice system wouldn't necessarily blow this over, mm-hmm. right? Just outside looking in. And because we've seen Eric Gardner, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen how that was like a complete uh, fumble. Yeah. Right? And so in this situation, clear video showing us what's going on. And the mayor or the chief, the chief of the police department in that department or just the precinct fired all four of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, they're they're correcting their actions. They're taking accountability, mm-hmm. right? So that's when I was like, all right, in this situation, they're going, someone's going to get arrested. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to go to trial, and jail times will be served. Yeah, has to, it has to. I wasn't, I I wasn't hopeful on jail time being served. Um, I might be a little more now because of the outrage that we're seeing um but i think you know i don't know like so a lot of people had a problem when it came to the looting during the riots myself included in the beginning i will say but my opinion has changed myself included i did initially when it came to the protests whatever i was fine with the protests but once the looting of the businesses started i was sitting there like Oh my God, they're just giving the police another excuse to kill them because they're robbing these businesses, whatever. As I did um, the show with Hashtag and I, I heard what Ready and Solitaire and our guest Lisa Michelle had to say. And they were like, uh, no, who gives a fuck? Like we've been peacefully protesting forever and that hasn't gotten us anywhere. That made me reevaluate my thoughts on the looting. And then as I also began to see that it's not the black people who are looting, it is undercover cops number one and white people and this is something that i know a lot of other people and people in the black community might have already known but i never knew that like i never knew that this like when these riot when these protests happen that it's those people who are actually starting looting to make the black people look even worse than than what the world already perceives them as so i had no idea that was the case i have obviously changed my mind on the whole looting um I don't give a fuck. Do whatever you have to do. Um, I also saw a post that said, if you didn't, something along the lines of basically like, you can't tell people how to react to their trauma if you never lived it. Um, And so that also made me kind of just realize, you know, like at the end of the day, yeah, they're right. They had Colin Kaepernick in the NFL kneeling every single Sunday and what they do, kick him out. Like, you know what I mean? There's been peaceful examples and it, it never did anything. So yeah, I completely changed my mind and I, I really like go for it. Burn down the cities. I don't care. And someone else said, you can get back the businesses. Businesses have insurance. Those stores have insurance. People's lives, you can't get that back. And it's true. So, 
that's what I feel. I don't know. What do you, what did you think about that when you saw it? Like, how did you feel? Uh, so the, the situation, so this, I got, I got different perspectives on things in terms of when, when white people riot or protest or, or, or fight or get angry, mm-hmm. they raise hell and they turn everything to ash. Mm-hmm. Right. Just remember that. Yeah. And white people do it. They're, they're ready to t- they're ready to go down with this motherfucker as well. You, you sorry, t- yeah, sorry, not to cut you off, but examples are the Vancouver when the Vancouver Canucks didn't win the Stanley Cup, they fucking burned down Vancouver. There was another one from football in Minneapolis or Minnesota or Minnesota or whatever. Like I saw a bunch of pictures of sports things that they burned down the city for. So we okay. shouldn't. Yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. Like That's what I said. <laughs> when white people get angry, they raise hell and turn everything to ash. Yeah. So just that's just let's put that out there for everyone everyone who's listening. But in terms of like tactical things mm-hmm. from historical standpoints, uh when we talk about protesting, right, the reason why some may have a more old style protest mentality in terms of what Martin Luther King did mm-hmm. with his people. Versus what Malcolm X did. Malcolm X was never in the streets. People got to get that understood. Like he was on, he was soapboxing. He mm-hmm. was never in the streets. Like he was not gang gang. He was not, he was not getting punched in the face by cops. He wasn't, he wasn't with his brothers of the Islam marching and shit like that. He was, he was talking. Like mm-hmm. he was a good talker. But that's not, I'm not trying to discredit it. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah when, yeah. I, when I, when I bring this forward. So when Martha, when, Martha, when MLK was doing what he was doing, his tactic was we're going to practice a nonviolent protest and we're not going to fight back when we are beaten by the police because we want to uh, invoke emotion into the general public, the pop, pop, uh, public of America. Seeing us get beaten and not do anything by the police is going to invoke emotion, empathy from the other white and then humanize us. Mm-hmm. into getting us our rights, right? We're not going to, at the time, like whenever they were doing this, at the time, the uh, 60s, I believe, uh, at the time when they were doing this, they were not seen as humans, three-fourths of, the, uh, of a human being and stuff like that. People thought black people were animals. So fighting back would only prove that black people were animals back in this day when MLK was doing the protesting, mm-hmm. right? And at the time I heard that he wouldn't allow everyone to protest. He wouldn't allow every black person to protest because he knew that in, in, in times of like this people, emotional standpoint would not be understood and they would react in a way that would be unfavorable to the overall movement. Right. So that's why certain, certain people weren't allowed to protest apparently. Mm -hmm. So moving into 2020, and we're seeing people, excuse me, we're seeing people <laughs> protest and, and, and turn up, you know. Yeah. They're they're saying they they there's no point for the peaceful protest. We gotta we gotta turn things, we gotta turn up, we gotta destroy things, we gotta let people know how angry we are. And at the same time, it's like there's there has to be a tactic to it. And I don't feel like every every one person has one particular view on how to protest, but what everyone is there collectively is because they want uh, you know, people of color, black people, essentially, to for all these police injustices and police brutality and every other systematic injustice that's been set in place since the the dawn of time in America, they want them shits to be to be dismantled. 
mm-hmm. dismantle the system. So, I mean, as long as that the, the, everyone has the same goal, how they get to that goal is all going to be different. Yeah. And like I said, like, I can't, I, I'm not, I'm not mad at the, I like to I was even talking to my friend. I was even talking to my friend about the looting. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you want to say something? Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, uh, like, I definitely feel like um, over the week, I learned a lot in terms of I'm always learning when it comes to these injustices, because I've uh, I've been very vocal about the fact that myself um, not being black, I never knew that this was even a thing that has been happening for years until I heard about Trayvon Martin. That's when I really came to know that this was actually a thing. Um, So I'm always learning when it comes to this. And I'm happy to learn, obviously. Um, because I do stand with the black community and I, um, yeah, so my opinion completely changed since last week. And I think what really resonated with me was, yeah, I'm not the one who faced all these years of trauma. So I don't, I don't have the right to tell them how they should be protesting and how they, what they should and shouldn't be doing when I'm not the one who was ever in that position. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those type of things. It's like, I think I saw what I saw. I saw a video on Twitter, right? And that gave me a clear a clear sign of everyone's there for a collective reason, mm-hmm. but how they go about it is all skewed and it's different. Mm-hmm. I want to say skewed, it's just different. Yeah. I remember seeing this video and this video, the man was like, tip over the car, tip over the car. And he was like, and a black guy looked at him in the camera and was like, the fuck are you talking about tip over the car? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna destroy anything because it's gonna come back on the black community and make them look bad. Mm-hmm. And that's what, and that's what point of the undercover cops is doing. They're making us the black community look bad as if they're savages. They're playing more on the societal image that's already been portrayed on the black community as being bad people. And they're playing more on that. There's videos I've seen. Uh, Vinny from Jersey Shore, <laughs> surprisingly, has posted quite a few videos of uh, there was the one of the black men guarding the one officer who got separated from the rest of the officers. So they were protecting him from getting beat up by any uh white people who were inciting violence at these riots. There was the one of the white lady spray spray painting Black Lives Matter on the Starbucks um, and the black woman confronting her saying, we didn't ask you to do this. And then uh, the one of the black people blocking anyone from looting the target. But the media doesn't show you that. They don't want you to see that because they want to continue to play on this image that black people are uh, bad, bad people. I think one of the videos that also recently resonated with me a lot was the one in Atlanta on, I think it was on CNN where there was a white girl in her car with, I don't know who we only see the girl on the passenger side and a black couple behind her. And the, the police come up to the black couple, start breaking the window. The white girl's just out the window waving like, Hey, it's the fucking Macy day parade or whatever. Macy's day parade, whatever it is. And she's just out there waving all excited. And then the black couple behind her in the car, this is all over curfew, mind you. And she's also out at the same time. And the black couple in the car behind her is getting the living fuck tased out of them. The car window got broken. They got dragged out. And like, it was just ridiculous. I was like, this is all over curfew. So how come nobody went over to the white people in front of them? I mean, I know why, but like, it was fucking ridiculous. But yeah. a- another thing I kind of just wanted to get into was, um, I don't know, are you ready to move on to the next question I have? Yeah. Okay. So the other thing I wanted to kind of get into was a lot of people have been very vocal on social media. Yeah. Um, 
And a lot of people guilt tripping. To be honest, a lot of people have been guilt tripping other people into doing shit. Which that's I, what I wanted to get into. I'm like, come on, bro, get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, because but a lot of people have been saying, a lot of people have been saying, if you don't speak out, then your silence is compliance, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of in a sense, guilt tripping people. Uh, how do you feel about that? I'm black, bro. Like I got you. With me, I'm black. Like if I don't talk, if I don't like, I don't. If I don't talk, if I try to disown myself from the black community any type of way, I will get my nigga wake up call. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, think minus like, like I'm trying to say, I'll get my nigga wake up call. Like if I try to pretend like I'm not black and I don't see nothing that's going on in the black community, don't the other will remind me that I'm a, I'm black, mm-hmm. right? So. I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to force anyone to do any like I, I. This is this is my experience. This is my collective experience. It's like who like Dr. Umar is saying like why you going to, uh, Malcolm X was telling us Dr. Umar is telling us, why are you going to let other people to come into our movement and, and ask them to to help us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Malcolm X was like we got to do it on our own. Dr. Umar is talking about you got to do it on your own. I'm yeah. not going to guilt trip you into fucking with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is what my thing is, is I don't think we should be, not we, sorry, I'm not black. Um, I don't think that people should be, or just actually, yeah, there are people like me who are, you know, telling people it's wrong if you don't speak out. So I don't think we should be forcing people to speak out if they don't want to. Because some of these people might not be racist, but they also might not have a clue as to what's been going on and what's currently been going on. And I have an example to back that, a personal example, because I know it is kind of hard to believe, but there are really people out here. Um, I, I feel like telling people, you know, if you don't speak out, I know you're racist, blah, blah, blah. I feel like it's inciting kind of a fear, like speak up or you're racist. So some people are just posting shit just to post and prove that they're not racist without actually knowing. Yeah. But, but truly some people, and then there's on the other hand, there's truly some people who actually have no idea how deep this is. It's not just George. It's not just Breonna Taylor. It's not just Ahmaud Arbery. It's not just Oscar Grant, Trayvon Martin. Like it's not just these people. There's so much more from way before that we don't have on video. So for me personally, I kind of see both sides because I have a lot of friends who are black, including yourself, um, a lot of my Vibe 105 family, and I have a lot of people who are thoroughly educated in that sense. And that is where I get most of my education on these issues from. But then I also have living in Woodbridge, I do have a lot of friends who don't necessarily pay attention to what's happening or haven't or don't know how deep it really is. They don't understand how deep it really is. I personally also had family members call me asking to explain what's happening and why the world is so up in arms. Um, And again, that kind of goes back to uh, someone like me who didn't know that this was happening until Trayvon Martin. Like these family members, I can guarantee you are not racist. Um, They're not older family members. They are my generation. Um, They're not racist. Although yes, we do know that there is deep-rooted racism within the South Asian community towards the Black community. We we do know that, and I do acknowledge that. Um, these family members of mine aren't. They simply live under a rock. They literally don't even know when the latest, like, when, I don't know, when Drake's latest album drops, they don't know until a week later. So these people, I, I think, you know, like, they like there's people who who came to me and asked these questions and we're trying to just get more information um and and one person even said to me you know don't you think this happens to ghetto white people too 
But some people have really honestly and truly never experienced any sort of racism in their life and have no idea how powerful white privilege really is. That person, no idea how powerful white privilege what, really is. Whatever, whatever that white person that, that they might claim is ghetto, they're, they're not facing, they're not facing. Exactly. They're facing exactly. classism. Exactly. So I think, you know, uh, this kind of brings me to my next question in terms of what advice do you have for those? I think this is a really important thing, at least for me in my world, just knowing I see literally I'm, I have experience to both sides. What advice do you have for those who are afraid of speaking out in fear of saying the wrong thing? Uh, don't be afraid of, uh, in fear of saying the wrong thing. Speak your truth. If you generally care, if you generally want to, if you're genuine, right. Mm-hmm. And you are empathetic to what's going on and want to see a better tomorrow, just speak your truth. Don't go, don't go about a way where you just got to do all extra shit. Just educate yourself, uh, figure out what's going on and then speak your truth and try to educate your, and try to educate your friends as best as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what it is. Cause the thing is, it's a, it's a, it's a pattern, that, not a pattern, but it's something that you just got to install one at a time. You got to plant exactly. the seed inside yourself. You got to be the change you want to see in your world. Exactly. That's and it. I think, you know, for me, what it was is once I heard this comment about, oh, don't you think this happens to get a white people? And I was, I was literally like, no, what the fuck? Like literally, no, you literally do not know what white privilege is. Like you have no idea what that color of your skin literally buys you in this world. So I think for me, the most important thing is I'm glad that person asked me that question. I was able to raise that point to them. And I gave them examples. I ended up sending them uh, like videos online of what it looked like when the white protesters were protesting against COVID, yelling and screaming at police, nothing happening, versus black people peacefully protesting, getting tear gas and rubber bullets shot at them. So I'm glad that that question was asked. So my whole thing is advice to people who are afraid of, of speaking out is to ask questions. Um, and to those of us answering questions, try not to get frustrated with people for asking questions that you might think are stupid, such as that one I just said. Um, or that are common knowledge. This is why I feel it's very important for the Black community to have allies such as myself, um, because the Black community has every right to be frustrated. Like, don't get me wrong. They have every single right to be frustrated and want to hit their head on a fucking wall when someone says, what the fuck, this has been happening for this long, or I'm sure this happens to white people too. And that's where us allies should be stepping in to help educate these folks as well. Because that, um, that might, those questions might be further frustrating the black community. And, and, you know, I think another big thing is mental health of the black community at this point in time, constantly seeing people like you getting killed on TV and then having people ask you these questions that you're deeming insensitive, um, which you have every right to feel that way. So I think it's important to have allies who are there to educate as well. And, you know, just to not make the black community feel like there's literally no hope when people are coming to you with questions like, well, I'm sure it happens to get a white people. Um, and the last thing I would say to those people is, uh, there was a post that recommended things to watch to really understand. And when they see us was on there. Um, I've personally watched it. I'm pretty sure you've watched it. Um, And I think that's a really good recommendation um, to really understand because that's also from an old, like it's from years ago. So I think that will really help people understand that how long it's been happening. Obviously it's been happening since before then, but I think that would really help people as well. So that's my advice too. And, and at this time, I'm seeing a lot of in-house in, in-house fighting amongst Black people themselves, uh, getting at one another over 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 frivolous things. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. and it's like, what are we what are we what are we arguing with? 
Yeah. What type of what type of shit is this? And I mean, I seen let's let's go back to I mean, I don't know if you ever heard of these guys, Desi, Desi Banks, the comedian. I I heard about I heard their names, yeah. Yeah, and and, and B Simone. Mm-hmm. Desi had put out like this the same thing. See, even right now, it's like people are just just going off at the anything that just doesn't, I guess, hit them right. Mm-hmm. Right. If it just doesn't sound right, if it doesn't incite like violence or chaos or or anything like that, or if it's just stopping the movement, or not even if it's trying to correct the movement, it's like, no, nah, man, you're not on our side. You you get exodus and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I see Ex- uh, Desi puts up a a picture of just this is what protesting, this is what looting is, and. People are like, nah, bro, you should just, people are just, I don't know what the fuck is going on with people. People just get, people just want to cancel everybody right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And uh, I, I say that to say this. I'm also, I'm also seeing other people like uh, reach, exposing private DMs they have with other people on the internet. I've seen I'm that. Seeing, yes. I I'm seeing, that. I'm seeing, I'm seeing other people, uh, uh, I guess, reach for some racism shit. Mm-hmm. And like I remember, I remember. Uh, we she she worked she works at Vibe. Like Vanessa, I seen her. She, she had posted something. Why'd like, you like, call her by her name? It's just on the internet, bro. Like, I know what she. I know exactly yeah, what you're talking about because I read your. I was reading it yesterday. I yeah. read. So I looked at it and I read it and I'm like, damn, where's the racistness? I didn't see goddamn nothing. And then yeah. she replied back, going like, and it, everything she replied back was not in the picture that she posted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, we, what do we do? And he might be a racist. God, that he might. But that picture that you did did not help his case, did not help your case whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm, looking, I'm like, he, he sounds like, he, he, he might sound like a dickhead or insensitive. Ignorant, yeah. Yeah, but like, I did not see anything racist. Yeah. Like you said Vanessa B for black. If I was talking about looking in, I might just, is black your last name? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but like, yeah, I mean, they're trying to get him the fuck out of here. And I seen another one, mm-hmm. uh, some girl, some guy posted some deep private DMs with some, with some girl, with some white girl. And she's talking about, oh, that's not my views. Uh, I don't know where that came from. Please delete, please delete. And then the dude ended up deleting it because she said she was getting like uh, death threats and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm like, she got, she got like 3000 followers. Ain't nobody trying to like <laughs> and pretend it's her. Like it was her. It was yeah. her. Yeah, <laughs> I looked at her. It was her, but uh, yeah. All in all, it's uh, a a lot of a lot of people exposing and mm-hmm. people just whining. It's it's like it's just people in a weird way, in a sad way. It's people are getting pleasure from just purging and and just dismantling just people around them. And and I think that we're losing. I mean, losing like I said, sight of the bigger picture. I think so. I think so. So it's mm-hmm. like people are just like, let's just fuck it. We can't take down the system let's take down one another type of shit let's take down the next person the closest person to us i don't know if i would say people are losing sight of the the bigger picture because of that because i feel like if they think they can't like the system is too big to start with they're going to start taking them down one by one and holding the corporations that hire these people and things like that accountable yeah i can understand Um, the corporations but like mm -hmm. hey bro like let's not let's let's not just let's get down the corporations yeah i get what you're saying Let's dismantle corporations. Like you, you tell me that Becky, Becky, don't fuck with like N words. Like I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and every time someone posts like their address or like their information, it's like, what do you want us to do? What do you want to do? I get what you're saying because then it's like what? exposing them. It's like 
you don't if they don't fuck with us you why would you want to force them to fuck with us because exposing exactly. them is kind of like trying to make them backtrack on what they said it's like oh i don't so i'm not looking them. for an up i mean because you don't want someone to fake fuck with you yeah it's like if someone's racist so i remember hearing this in america like when pe- people are up for racist with you and you can appreciate that because at least you know who don't fuck with you Mm-hmm. Right, and for me to say that is like at least I know who I don't fuck with you. You don't gotta like you don't gotta say you don't gotta say sorry. You yeah. if you white you good. Yeah, you if you white you you'll be all right. Like you good. Like you can be racist and still maneuver through the the uh, the, the North America at least or even in Europe you can maneuver mm-hmm. being racist and still have a good living. So it's like me pretending to be pretending not to be racist. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, but, I hear you. I mean, I'm not even like it's not even like I'm mad or anything. Is we 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 speak on race a lot. We speak on everything a lot, and it's like this time everything's just amplified tenfold. Where everyone is just like angry, and, think, or maybe fake angry, or just just want to see like the downfall of their fellow man. Even even if during this time where we're trying to uplift each other and not even we shouldn't even try to take down each other. It's like your brother, what you said was wrong, but we'll forgive you but our bigger goal is over here like none of that none of that kumbaya shit amongst each other mm-hmm. fuck all of that taking out everybody i think for me the most important thing is educating others at this time i think that's my kind of key thing just because like i said i i i live both worlds i i i kind of play both sides you know um, I have people who literally live the black experience and then I have people who have no idea what the black experience even means. And I think for myself, being in the media, working for an urban radio station that's literally built off of black culture, um, I find it a, a duty of mine to speak out on this injustice, especially what's happening right now. Um, I think it's important for people like myself um, who aren't black, but literally I make a living off of the black culture. Like literally my paychecks come from the black culture. And I think it's important for myself as well, being a member of the South Asian community where there is deep rooted racism and a lot of the older generations towards the black community and a lot of stereotypes. It's important for someone like me to speak out and be vocal, um, and educate others in my community and outside of my community as to what's going on and why it's not like, why it's not okay. Like why what's been happening in America and around the world for years and years and years is not okay. So I've taken it upon myself to exercise my voice during this time and just make it known to the South Asian community and the communities around me who aren't aware of all of this to, to know that this is fucked up. Exactly. Um, and then we about got like six more minutes left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to say that there's a lot of celebrities that stepped forward and, and spoke on uh, or used their platforms to uh, speak towards the injustices that are going on and and actually co-signing a lot of the a lot of the anger that people are doing, a lot of anger that people are seeing and people that like Tory Lanez is like, if you don't understand why people are looting, then you, you're not understanding the the energy, the anger towards the people, but I mean, oftentimes me and my friend, my, my friend from LA, Terrell T, like he's saying like, I don't think black people are, are really looting as much as mm-hmm. you think. Like, I think it's just a lot of them might be just finding the opportunity just to see if like once the, 
a few doors are cracked open and shit like that. It's like, fuck it. I'm, I'm here for a protest, but let me hit a lick as well. But Exactly. Someone even posted something about, like, it's the teenagers who are the most impressionable. If you if you jump off a bridge in front of a teenager, a teenager is going to follow you and think that's, like, a thrill yeah. and, and exciting thing. So the white people who are starting the looting are essentially playing on that, knowing mm-hmm. that they're going to get these young black kids in trouble or make them look worse in the media by um, starting this, this looting. And Tori even yeah. said today, he said... I don't know what's going because he's been out there protesting. He said, I don't know what's yeah. going on, but the people who are looting at night are not the same people who are there during the daytime. That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. There's, uh, but at the same time, we, people don't want to hear people say, don't stop the looting. It's like, come on, bro. You're not understanding. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Why there's like a peaceful protest during the day and then at night it gets rowdy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite sure where that energy is coming from. Yeah, uh, it's yet to be it's yet to be answered, but it's happening. So let me ask you this: When do you feel like this? How do you feel like this is going to end? And when do you feel like this is going to end? These protests and riots that are currently I, I, I don't. So the question, the the conversation I had with my homie Troll T, like him and I, we had we, we deep conversations, and I was like, I ended the conversation by saying let's check back in two months and see what the temperature is like. And he was like, they might, the government might trying to get, give us one of what he called quote unquote, just one of those here, nigga, you just, just to kind of like pacify the whole thing. So mm-hmm. they, we, I really don't know how it's going to end. I also, I'm saying check back in two, let's check back in two months. Cause the energy that we have right now it is, is good. We're moving forward in terms mm-hmm. of like, we have a stance, a strong stance that we want to stand on. But like in two months, are we still going to be had the same type of energy in terms of it's the longevity that gets the things done? It's like, yeah, we might be loud and proud and strong now, but like in two months, we gotta we gotta keep that momentum up just for a serious change to happen. I know that even if we're not protesting and stuff like that, we still need to be vocal mm-hmm. in, in whatever type of capacity in terms. Of, but we can't let you know the new hot thing, the the, the new hot controversy that pops up in the media cycle. And let that deter us from uh, what is actually going on, because the media cycle for the last three months, we're talking about COVID every two minutes. But now mm-hmm. they got this whole, you know, injustice stuff that they were able to report. So allow them to, you know, continue to report on these injustices uh, as long as possible. Yeah. So that pe- more and more people of the general public are aware of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what the outcome is really going to be, to be quite honest with you. Um, I'm hoping for the best possible outcome and, and getting these uh, authorities accountable for their, their actions and, and their inexcusable murders. Um, but I really, I honestly don't know. And I honestly don't know when this is going to be over. I think it's going to get a lot worse before it, it has gets to get worse better. before it gets, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. You have to hit rock bottom before we're able to come back up. So burn so, this motherfucker down, man. I yeah. mean, it's different in, in America. It's crazy. In Canada, we have what you call uh, covert racism at times. Mm-hmm. So we might we, it might be hard to distinguish what's going on, but yeah, you know, this shit's happening. I saw a really great caption on Instagram. Um, this artist, Scotty Four Eyes, you know him. Yeah. Um, he posted this caption that really resonated with me and it was basically, it was a long caption, but basically it was, you know, he never thought he's a black man. He never thought he experienced racism in Canada before never been called the N word, things like that. But 
what made him realize when he was walking downtown, I guess the day of the protest or seeing these videos and things happening, I'm not sure what triggered it, but what made him realize is he's been living to uh, please the rest of society and make the rest of society be safer when it comes to walking on the opposite sidewalk when a, when a white couple uh, walks by because they're scared of you. Um, there was also another example he gave. I'm going to pull it up right now. Sorry. Um, because I think it was a really great, it was really like written really well. So give me one second here and I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. So, um, yeah, he's reflected on every moment he's ever smiled in an elevator, even if he was unhappy to make sure whoever else was in it felt like I wasn't, they weren't, he wasn't a threat. Um, every time he proactively walked off the sidewalk onto, onto the grass to let a white family continue without having to split up to let him pass. Um, the fact that he lives his life in a way that everything he does creates a perception of every person who looks like him. He speaks proper around white people, make sure not to speak aggressively and operates low key. Um, for his whole life, he thought this was his personality, but he realized it's how he's trained himself to behave since a child. Because as a black man, the media has made everyone feel like he's potentially dangerous. Um, yeah, it, it continues on, but you know, I thought that was really powerful um, in terms of what he written. Because there are people who will tell you that they never experienced racism, but that's if that's how you're living, then you have. You just didn't know it. Yeah. Like, hey, man, I always say this, but I'm going to end off in this. I always say, hey, man, don't don't cry for no white people, man. <laughs> don't feel so, don't, don't feel so, don't, don't feel bad for no white man. Yeah. For no white person. When they, when they all doing bad, don't, don't shed no tear for no white man. I don't yeah. say that out of no racistness. It's just like, you know, the saying is like, yo, you white, you'll be all right. You yeah. Um, the one thing I did actually want to end on was in terms of, taking action. So petitions, donations, things like that. What are some websites you've heard of or that you've donated to or that you've signed petitions on? Do you know of any? Or- I bought a shirt from Russ. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, that's good. He Because he donated shirt, that yeah. money to the bailout fund. Yeah, I bought a shirt from Russ. I was like, all right, let me just wear this. Uh, okay. But there's also like the, yeah, the bail funds. I believe um, Drake posted uh, something like 100K to another uh, bail fund as well. Yeah. Uh, there's also uh, plenty of movements. There's actually so I've been bombarded with bombarded bombarded with so much that I couldn't even I can't even tell you because I always see there's something new on the internet. So I guess the first Go step for people and stuff like that for like particular particular people who've been shot and killed. Like there's every there's a lot of there's a, there is a lot. Um, for people who may just be starting out on this journey of becoming woke. Oh, quick question. I think there's also uh. There's also a, a fund for black businesses or something like that. Black, okay. so, yeah, something like that for if any business been damaged during the looting, then there's a fund for that. There's a lot. There's a lot of funds and stuff. yeah. So for um, people who are just starting on this journey of being woke or people who haven't done this yet, uh, justiceforbigfloyd.com is where you can sign a petition um, to make sure that these charges are sticking to these officers yeah. and they turn into convictions. Um, there was there's a lot of bailout funds there's a toronto bailout i'm sure if you google that you'll be able to find that um where those donations essentially go to bail out protesters um you can obviously also donate to the ones in america um and then there are a few websites you can educate yourself on i don't currently have them at my fingertips right now but um i thought it might be important just to share some of those so people know instead of just posting what else you can actually do and then also another one is 
if this is all, if all of this going on right now is too much for you to really want to speak on publicly, you don't got to. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know that you're a good person deep down in your heart and you know that you don't wish ill upon anyone else, don't let anyone else trick you out that mindset that you have and make you feel like you're guilty of doing anything. It's your mm-hmm. life. You get to do what you want. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're not contributing to any type of, if you never contributed to any type of ill will towards any other type of people and you you like to educate yourself on stuff like that, uh, you know, continue living your life the way it is. It's the being part of the problem is the, it, quote unquote being a part of the problem is being implicit in a lot of the stuff that takes away uh, the humanity from another. Uh, that's being a part of the problem. If you were just continue to look at everyone as equal and continue to you know push the the line in terms of equality and justice for 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 injustices, mm-hmm. then there's nothing wrong that you're doing. I mean, I don't. A lot of people feel guilty to do yeah. stuff. You don't got to. Don't don't make it feel like you are. But yeah, um, and don't. I, that, that's just coming from me. I don't speak for all black people, but that's yeah, coming from me. That's Apollo's point of view. But yeah, and don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, I open myself up my DMs. I guess if people do have questions, if there are people listening to this who might not be fully aware as to what's yeah. going on and do have questions. Um, no question is a stupid question. I have patience when it comes to this. So yeah, uh, like I said, you guys heard the question I got asked earlier. So yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's our, that's the podcast. That's our conversation. Uh, this is Monday that we're recording this. Just want to say that again. So if anything happens on Tuesday and we, when we post this stuff on Wednesday and you talk about why didn't you speak on it? It's either you didn't listen to this or <laughs> we, sorry, we couldn't get to it. It's, it's Monday. Yeah. But I uh, appreciate everyone that's listening. Uh, we'll be back again next week uh, talking about what we usually talk about if things have not changed, if things have changed, if the temperature has changed. But, you know, I think we have to speak on this. Uh, we speak on, you know, social issues. We make it up. We make it a part, a topic inside the docket. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we speak on social stuff, like, and we speak on race a lot of times, even going back to our very first uh, first few and continuing our podcast. But mm-hmm. uh, this is what we do here. Make uh, sure you guys, good luck surviving level six of Jumanji. Yeah. I'd like to add some humor to this very heavy episode. I've been recording a lot of heavy episodes since last week. Like, hashtag was really sad. Yeah, hashtag seems like the type of podcast to take it there really sad like ready cried and then i started crying because ready was crying and it hurt me to like see him like that hurt so yeah yeah i'm just trying to add some fun so good luck on level six of jimanji hey man check up on your people man i got people in the united states they my friends good Uh, yes to my people in baltimore and dc please be safe that's all i want that's what it is. All right. So that's another episode of the Educated and the Reckless podcast, the protest edition. Uh, so, yeah, I go by the name of Apollo P and no better, Nina. We'll be back again next week. All right. Bye. Bye.